The Nolan Fincher saga continues. The Electro and Bono Movie Power. What? Where's Hawkeye? Listener discretion advised. Welcome back to the Electro and Bono Movie Power Hour. I am Electro, of course. Here with my trusty co-host, Bono. Yo, 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 what's up? And then Ozzy's over there on the keys. What's up, what's up, what's up? We move <laughs> forward, or do we move backwards Ooh. here today? I don't know. We continue the series, so we're doing Memento today. I think this is quintessential um, uh, Nolan. You have to talk about Memento, and that's why we're doing it. I fucking love this movie. You guys basically just watched it for the first time, right? I think I did for sure. This is my first time watching this film. Yeah, but again, I I saw this when I was a teenager, so I basically saw it for the first time. You had no um a memory of it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just some pictures. <laughs> There's some polaroids laying around. Wow. And I said, watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe Electro's lies. Day, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you can, and I mean, damn, if you watch, it's one of those that every time you watch it, it's like watching it for the first time. You just true. found out Teddy's not real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I had never gotten into the uh, deep dive into these conspiracy theories. You got to watch Memento on weed. I don't, man. I mean, that's mainly how I watch it. <laughs> for the most part, that's how I watch Memento. <laughs> well, before we get into this, I... Again, I in my research because I love to read stuff about these movies. I read a, a book called the or not. I read a book. Get the fuck out! I'm out here trying to be cool. That was 200 pages. Just say you read the book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so all the ladies out. out there, I read it. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, <laughs> the making of Memento, written by I forget his name. Um, Christopher but, No. No. Oh, the, bo- the, the book. book. James the book. Stugart or something like that. And it had a synopsis on it. So just just a quick. Before we get into it, this is the synopsis from the Venice Film Festival catalog in September of 2000. And it says, uh, Memento is an inverted noir, a detective story told backwards in order to thrust the audience into the head of a protagonist who can't define himself in the present, but is forced to trust the conclusion of his former self. The subjective storytelling is intended to make us question familiar notions of revenge and identity. Mm. You read that and you're like, I want to watch yeah, this shit. Uh-huh. I want noir. Noir. I don't even speak French. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds cool. Is that a French word, noir? Yeah, black. Black. Yeah, because well, that's what it's supposed to be, right? A uh, like a modern interpretation of that film noir, the old detective, mm-hmm. black and white films. That we all are familiar with, we all know and love, that we watch every week, of course. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, one of the like key things to a noir would be like the narration, right? It'd be like the dude trying to solve the case, but he's narrating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Chinatown is a good film mm-hmm. film noir that we p- might be familiar with, and I love. But oh, we're yeah. talking about Mento, dude. Yeet. And, it, dude, this was fucking... 
It's cool. It's cool, but you can go forever. This is one that you, like yeah. you were saying, you haven't done a deep dive into it. But as soon it was interesting because as soon as you did, not that you accepted all of them, but you're like, holy fuck, that, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. so what'd you think of the movie? Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's, we gotta let's, let's get, get into this. let's get the stats in there. Oh, first. that's true. Yeah, I'm over here trying yeah. to um, uh, dissect this shit already. Lay it on us, Bono. What's going on? I got here? you, man. Okay, so check this out. Christopher Nolan's Memento was a 2000. Okay, so this is where I'm confused. And maybe it's part of the whole memory thing. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but it was a t- is noted as a 2000 film, but it was released in March 16 of 2001. So I don't know why that is. Like I'm assuming it was probably released. In film festivals, well, yeah, before, that would, before it had a theatrical release uh-huh. that probably happened in March two thousand one. Interesting. That synopsis there, yeah, was from the Venice in September two thousand okay. Venice Film Festival. Okay, then so then yeah, that's yeah, funny. that's interesting though that they do count it as a two thousand movie, even though it wasn't theatrically released until two thousand one. Hmm. It's all for awards purposes. I don't think I it even, was nominated yeah, I even, I was or I don't did think anything was, for any awards. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, it failed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, released by a studio, a new market capital group, which um, sold to exclusive media group, which is essentially a distribution company. I don't know what's up with Nolan, but he was just like, yo, put this shit out, please. Yeah. Well, second movie, dude. I mean, he still true, was true. Com- pretty unknown. The fucking budget for this film was $9 million. Modest. You're not bad. You look yeah. at the movie and you're like, okay, nine million in two thousand. Sure, fuck it. Probably Opening like fifteen million now or something. <sighs> Opening weekend wasn't that great for it. It got a quarter million dollars opening weekend. It's not bad for two thousand. One. How many screens did it open up on? I wonder. Uh, they would they say the theater amount, but I did not. Okay, <laughs> I okay and now that's that. No. <laughs> so a total gross in uh, U.S. was uh, twenty-five million. So pretty good considering the budget. Yeah. And then worldwide, it was a uh, forty million. Ooh, nice. I don't think that's bad at all considering I had never heard of this movie until I just happened to watch it on cable. I had never heard of it. Mm. The fact that it made. Forty million dollars out of nine million—that's not bad. Yeah, twenty-five again U.S. And then to note the top box office movies of two thousand one, not two thousand. The hitters. Yeah, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, that was fucking two hundred eighty-eight million dollars. We contributed to that. We went to go see that. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, I chose to forget. Uh, Shrek Jeez. was a two sixty-seven mil, two hundred sixty-seven million. Monsters Inc. two hundred and thirty seven. Those are hitters. Those that's the top three right there. Those are hitters. Those are though. good. No, not hating. No. <laughs> Rush Hour two though, mm-hmm. number four mm-hmm. at two twenty six. Yes. And then of course the great fucking Pearl Harbor, <laughs> right, <laughs> right behind the it. Michael Bay classic, <laughs> historical classic. <laughs> it was all accurate. Accurate, <laughs> accurate as fuck. Mm-hmm. At a hundred and ninety eight mil. Uh, Memento placed uh, 89 with, again, 25 mil. The box office had a... Did you see, like, how far down the list went? It was, like, in the 300s. There was a lot. Okay, so 80 out of, like, out of 300. Almost didn't make that list there, sir, but it's okay. Not bad, not bad. It's okay, we'll let it go. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. And this movie stars uh, Guy Pierce. As Leonard Lenny, Lenny. Which, which is a pet name, a pet name that he has. It's a pet name he has in this movie. As we watch the movie, this is a, this is these are facts. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, Carrie Ann Moss is Natalie uh, Trinity, mm-hmm. as we all know and love her. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Joe Pantaliano. Joey Pants. As Teddy. Also, uh, John Gamel. Officer John Gamel. Cypher. Cypher. <laughs> God damn you, Cypher. <laughs> Trinity says. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Matrix, dude. <laughs> uh, Mark Bone Jr. Boone? Is Boone Jr.? Yes. He's Bert. He's the reception douche at the fucking hotel in this one. And I don't even know how to say this last one. Steven Tobolowski. Tobolowski. Tobolowski as Sammy. Mm-hmm. Sammy Jenkins, of course. Mm-hmm. Unforgettable character. All right, well, let's get into this shit. Well, again, like, so I watched this movie as a teenager, like, or late teenager, probably 18, maybe 19. It, I just watched it on cable, and I just remember being, like, blown away by it. Like, sitting there by myself. I think I was, like, home alone, and it was just odd. Back when, back when you just, like, I don't know. You just watched whatever was on TV. You put aftershave on and scream into the mirror. Ah! No. <laughs> <laughs> Those are coming, too. Yeah. Oh, when you're home alone? Oh. Uh, okay, I see what you did. Wow. <laughs> you don't know movies that you don't appreciate I'm movies like funny. I do. It did not take you that long. <laughs> I'm being funny. <laughs> My humor is just on a different level. But it blew me away. <laughs> it blew me away. Like I I thought back then like that 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 this was probably the greatest movie I had ever fucking seen. And and you were talking about like rewatchability. I must have watched it. I don't know. 10, 15 times. And did you rewatch it because you were trying to re understand some things or you just enjoyed the movie? No, I just, I was so, I I was blown away by it and I like wanted to watch it again. Like, I I wasn't like, oh, I I didn't understand it or anything. I was like, I want to watch it again. And then I also watched it several more times, making like my brother watch it and making Lil Lil watch it. Like, I was just wanting people to see this movie. But why? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to I'm find like Freud, what it is. dude. I'm like you're you're on the couch right now, laying down. Mm. You're <laughs> like, you know what? Oz is coming to us with these <laughs> fucking theories and all this type <laughs> of shit. And honestly, watching it a couple days ago, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Well, so did I. I was never like I didn't get it. I didn't watch it again. Right. I just wanted to watch it again, like with already the knowledge of, that you find out at the end of the movie because obviously it's a different experience the second time you watch it when you know the twist. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, this is such a crazy movie, too, because, again, it goes backwards. So it starts at the end. So you already yeah. know, like, okay. He gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> and the opening credits, so just get into it already. The opening credits are really cool. It's like a a fucking a Polaroid that's uh, of a dude with his head blown off, like in what looks like a bathroom or something. Right, and, and um, uh, the picture's like he's shaking. He's shaking it to get the to, yeah, the image like to what pop you do up. to pop up. But once what you start to realize is that it's going backwards, and the picture starts fading. fading. Yeah, so then it, it fades away completely, and then it goes back into the camera and then you really just see everything going backwards the blood on the floor starts like coming up you see these um uh, blood-stained glasses you see the bullet kind of like dance around the floor goes back into the fucking gun and then you hear a guy scream and 
But also, <laughs> if you do pay close attention, the the crime scene on, in the picture is way different it than does. what you're actually seeing. It's got there's way less blood, and he's missing his head in the fucking picture. Right. And but he's got his head in real like there, so it's it's setting you up that this the person who's telling the story is not very reliable. Interesting, because mm-hmm. he's he doesn't know what he's what's real or not. Because mm-hmm. literally something in that picture is different than what he's actually seeing. It's true in the picture; it kind of looks like he's in a bathroom or something. But in reality, he's like in a abandoned oh, building yeah. or right. something. It doesn't look like they're in a bathroom. <laughs> Way less blood, or it's obviously not like some kind of editing mistake. Like it's designed like that picture is way different than what he's seeing, which is what you're seeing as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going backwards to like, and and it's colored to show you that hey. Whenever it's in these colored scenes, you're going backwards in time. I get, yeah. So they go, that it happens like that. It happens completely backwards. And then you go into your first black and white scene, and he's just sitting there in a motel room, and he's just talking about how he's just in an anonymous room, how he's like constantly just waking up in a motel, and he's just like, yep, like, I don't know. I don't know where I am. Here's the room key. Here's the Bible, all this crap. But And right. this is all going forwards in t- regular time. Right. Again, once again, showing you when you're, I be- again, that it's just setting you up, right? When you see colored shit, you're going backwards in time. When you see black and white, you're going forwards in time. But yeah, in this first black and white, he's kind of ex- trying to, starting to explain what the fuck's going on. Yeah, right. but you don't necessarily know that when you watch it for the first time and somebody oh, doesn't tell you that. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, it's true. What did you think, Bono? No, well, first of all, that first scene, we kind of already saw that uh, with the whole tenant thing, right? The tenant, the backwards thing now, oh, and yeah. the gun comes back, and I guess we watched, well, we did watch this uh, little interview thing or little Q&A that they had where they were describing forward motion, uh, reverse play for the for the shots to be practical. And that's just homeboy getting down on its craft, you know what I mean? Right. It's really... It's really interesting to watch and then you hear him talk about it and you're of course you're like what the fuck are you saying man yeah he's but it's it's really cool because it really you're fucking i'm hooked as soon as i saw that shit, i was like wait a minute what's going on here mm-hmm. and then the next scene black and white he's telling you like the audience like describing himself like how many times have you woke up in a motel like that all mm-hmm. fucked up you open the drawer you see the bible there you know yeah. everything everyone relates to that you know what i mean so you kind of gauge and put yourself in this position, like, almost immediately. So I thought that was a, a pretty good take to start off the movie again at the end to go forward. But like Oz says, you're, you're listening to him in forward time as the... Uh, you don't even know what the fuck he is or who he is or anything. No. You're just like, what? yeah. what's going on? Yeah, the first time you watch this movie, it takes you a minute to catch up to what's going on. Because right now you just know a dude just got shot. And now this guy's talking about being in a random room, and you're like, okay. And the black and white scenes are, like, a little kind of eerie or something. There's a little... Well, they're shot... This I I forget how they did the sound, but it's supposed to sound like documentary-style mm-hmm. sound. It's supposed to sound grainier, crappier, in a sense. Again, to give you that... I think it works. Yeah, you do get mm-hmm. a kind of, I don't know, a strange feeling. Like a me. paranoid. Well, as the movie goes on, you definitely get a fucking paranoid feeling when you're in the black and white scenes. But yeah, so he just kind of tells you, yeah, that's hotel room. Yeah, just some room. I don't know what's up. And then it goes to another scene 
and it is the character of, of Leonard, and he's going into like the lobby of the motel room, and Teddy shows up and is like Lenny, and that's where you get introduced to the character of uh, Teddy, played by Joey Pants, and he's like a really likable fucking character, don't you think? Like other than to that stupid little mustache, <laughs> you and don't that, like that, it? No, that lo- he <laughs> the just creeper mustache. Yeah, dude, he just looks like a cop yeah. or a fucking creeper chomo or yeah, something, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a little and weird. I don't know. I think the that um uh, Teddy has some charisma to him, or I don't know. He has a likability. He to does his. seem it's like the that voice. The voice yeah, is that, like super yeah. playful. He's really yeah. sarcastic, you know. He already, he's like, yeah, he, he plays the part pretty well. Um, Come to find out later, you know, more about his character. than you're like, oh, okay, well, I kind of get it, you know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. So then they go off and then um, uh, it's where you see Teddy fuck with him kind of for the first time because um, uh, he's just like, oh, let's take my car. And then they're going into another car and Teddy tells him, like, this is your car. And then he pulls out a picture from his pocket and he shows him the picture of the jaguar and he's just like oh you're in a playful mood like you know it's not nice to fucking fuck with people with this condition you know (laughs) which is messed up as when you consider what's going on in this movie so they end up going to this warehouse and there's a truck an abandoned truck there um uh, leonard's like oh what's up with this truck teddy's like ah it's been there for years and shit and then he's like oh these tracks are like just a few days old and he's like, what are you, Pocahontas? <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know, there's, like, bullets in the in the truck, and they head inside. And when he, they go inside, he looks at his pictures, and then he looks at Teddy's picture, and he looks behind it, and it says, like, he's the one, kill him. And he's like, oh, shit, I found this motherfucker. And then so he, like, pistol whips his ass, and then Teddy kind of tries to bargain with him, or he, like, tells him, like, dude, like, you don't even know what the fuck is happening. Like you have no idea what's even going on, man. He's like, "Yeah, I do." Like you fucking beg for my wife's fucking forgiveness, and then fuck, you're dead. And he's just like, "Bro, like you don't even know who you are." And then he tells him, "Like, oh, God, my name is Leonard Sheldon Shelby Shelby and <laughs> Leonard Shelby." And then he's like, "Ah, that's who you were. That's not what you become." Teddy realizes, oh, shit, he's actually going to fucking shoot me. And he's like, no, bam, <laughs> fucking headshot. Yeah, catches you up to the intro scene. Yeah, so then that's when you realize, like, oh, okay, they, they just showed me what led up to the intro scene. So, you, yeah, by, like, the sec, by there, you're kind of like, huh, okay. And then you go into another um, a black and white scene where he's just describing... A little bit more about who he is and he's just like explaining his condition he's like you know who you are but like you don't know what you've been doing like you still have a memory of the person that you are your name and shit but you don't know what's going on and then that's the first time he looks at the tattoo that's uh, the sammy jenkins tattoo remember that, sammy jenkins yeah which you hear that in this movie good eight times mm-hmm. Ten times. And then you go back again to another scene. That's where you get introduced to the character of Bert, who owns the the motel. Or I don't know if he owns it. No, he's just a douchebag in the yeah, the reception. What you guys don't like any of these characters. Bert, I like Bert too. What? When did I say I not like a character? 
You didn't like Teddy. <laughs> yeah. I think Teddy's think, part of his figment of his imagination. Yeah. Well, Bert. Bert Spoilers. Because <laughs> Bert is fucking with him, too. Like, he's fucking with the guy. So, automatic, he's not a good person. Fuck him. Well, you don't know that at this point. Well, I know, but you kind of find out. Well, I guess you get, you do kind of get it in this in this scene a little bit. Because he goes up to Bert and he starts explaining about yeah. his condition. Yes. And then Bert just kind of, like smirks at him and then he's like oh like i've told this to you before right and he's just like yeah like we've talked a <laughs> bunch of times <laughs> you know? that would be interesting like how would you act with somebody like that if that you, you had a person like that in your life not necessarily family or something mm. but like what let's say that they worked in the lobby or something of your workplace or something they if were, they worked that'd be impossible they wouldn't be able to work they were fucking dusting. They were fucking janitor or something. Anyways. The one room would be oh immaculate. <laughs> the only one room would be immaculate. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, would you ever exploit that a little bit? It'd be interesting how you would act with a person like that. Well, I mean, personally, again, my, my stepdad <laughs> suffers from dementia. Oh, right. And uh, he suffered also a, a pretty traumatic brain injury at, at, the, at his work. So he's... He's not um, Lenny. Right. Be fucking, he hasn't killed anybody. I don't know. He has all kinds of <laughs> tattoos. All of a sudden, there's all kinds of backwards tattoos on him that don't make any sense. They're placed horribly. Um, <laughs> they're not good. <laughs> but it is quite interesting. Something that, like, dude, yeah, you from one minute to the next, like from walking to the fridge, you forget why you were walking to the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's weird because you can't really exploit it because they... It's not like controllable in a sense, right? Right. So yeah. it's not exploitable, and they're too erratic, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it'll affect them in that way. It'll affect like I've people. tried, man. I've tried to weaponize this. <laughs> so far, no luck. I can't get him to kill anybody. <laughs> can't even bring me a beer. What the fuck? <laughs> he keeps bringing me beers over and over. It's awesome. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> making fun of his condition now, bro. Damn. It's cool if I do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Over. This is over. <laughs> I'm taking a break. So we're back I now. I need a minute. Yeah. Okay, I need a minute. So we're back at the Oz and Bono <laughs> movie power hour. <laughs> I don't know anybody named Electro. <laughs> I disavow. I don't know what that means, but I disavow him. <laughs> So he's explaining his condition to Bert, which is kind of, he's explaining his condition to us, right? It's just like, yeah, every couple minutes or, it's also inconsistent about when That was memory the only red flag I saw. I was like, how long of a time, other than what he describes coming up with Sammy, where he talks about like in minutes time. Yeah, Sammy, it happens really fast. Mm -hmm. You know, another way, another place where it happens really fast, when he's getting the tattoo, Teddy comes in and, and bugs him. When he's mm-hmm. getting that too, he's not feeling any pain. And then Teddy interrupts him. He talks to him for a while. And then the lady continues to tattoo. And he goes, ah! Mm. And he forgets that he's getting a tattoo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was only like a minute or two. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, it varies. I don't know. Well, when I was watching it last night, I was kind of like, it seems like like, if he's focused on something and having a conversation, like, it can last a while. But if he gets distracted, like, yeah, it'll he, fucking... But then that, the, it, I don't know, yeah, there's holes. Because it doesn't make sense. Because there's 
points where he's by himself for a long time and he still remembers. And also, if you want to be a dick about it, can't he technically have forgotten his if it the injury caused it? He technically forgot that she died so wouldn't he be like where's my wife where's my wife oh she was murdered yeah. and all this yeah technically yeah but he wakes <laughs> up and he, and he knows well yeah. I, I well i guess it's up until that point of when he got fucked yeah up. he sees her there so he could assume right. that she died right. after that but right. really she lived because that's the true story you heard it here first. <laughs> right <laughs> did the but research it, yeah. it also helps that he tattoos john g raped and murdered my oh, wife yeah, on yeah. his fucking chest that's enough fuel yeah. for anyone and really. as you learn in this movie like he conditions himself so i mean if he stares at that long enough i think he, he it is now in his fucking brain that he, that happened no, he, but he thinks he conditions himself right again that's another time yep. where you're Proves that he doesn't condition himself with the whole door thing. Mm-hmm. He's been at that motel for a while now. He's done. He's opened and closed that door. Obviously, he does it several times a day. He does that whole thing with Tobolowski's character of of trying to condition him and prove that it's a physical thing, not a psychological thing. But even but he can't. He can't even op- remember if it's push or pull the door. So uh, right. even he can't train himself so that's bullshit that he thinks that he's trained himself right. well i think liar no well he wasn't in that motel for too long he said he, you couple, don't know he said a couple days when you so have to trust him as the movie progresses you see obviously it goes back into the motel back into the same interactions and yeah that that's a huge one where a person push and pulling is you know common for the everyday but in the movie it sticks out like a fucking sore thumb goes into it and he fucking goes for the door and then he explains that in the next black and white scene because he's introducing you into the the Sammy character where he was saying that Sammy was more of the chaotic type of person with this uh, mental problem opposed to setting up himself for success with like cards, note cards. In this case, he has Polaroids. Those are those are his guide to like his everyday life. Right. That's his um his like mental state. Those pictures are. You know, where this other guy is just sitting here and then I'm talking and then I'll repeat myself the same way. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no structure. It's what he called it. No structure mm-hmm. to the life. Well, you could say that he has conditioned himself into taking photographs and having his system. He conditioned himself into having that system, that little map. He has that map of Polaroids and landmarks and shit. So he had to have conditioned himself to do that. Otherwise... Be like what? <laughs> like what's going? It's gonna be like Pumamento or like ah, where am I? <laughs> How great that we just saw that fucking Brooklyn Nine Nine man. They primed us up. For Shout out shit. to Brooklyn Nine Nine for <laughs> yeah for right. having deep memento <laughs> references and Christopher Nolan references. <laughs> Following uh, was Christopher Nolan's first movie. It's amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you sound like a total douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> it dig. He says you sound like a total <laughs> That's fucking funny. That is, I think that is a common misconception that Memento is Christopher Nolan's first movie because mm. it is not. So when he's in the lobby talking to Bert, he kind of lays down his condition. 
And Bert asks him, like, what's it like? And he's just like, it's like waking up. <laughs> it's, it's it's like always just waking up. <laughs> like, you, it's just confusing. <laughs> and he's like, damn, that sucks. And he's like, oh, your friend's here. And then he looks, and Teddy's coming, and he tells him, homeboy is not my fucking friend. And he comes in, he's like, Lenny! And it lets you know that that's the beginning of the other scene you had seen earlier. So by this point in the movie, you get what's happening. You're like, oh, okay, you're going to keep showing me a scene ahead, and it's going to always catch up to the previous scene. They always play the end of the other scene. (laughs) Getting getting cross-eyed over here. That's the beauty of it. That's the art form. After that, you go into another black and white scene where he tells him, where he's saying that he has to trust his handwriting and shit. He has, he leaves himself packages around telling himself what to do, <laughs> which is kill him, <laughs> which is crazy. And, and then this whole, he's on, is he on the phone this whole time or has the phone not happened yet? I, I think, think he's it's not on, later. I think, yeah, I think the later. phone hasn't happened yet. But yeah, so he like goes into the bathroom and he sees a paper bag that says like "Open this, and, shave yourself, and shave then, your left." Yes, and then he has a, like a a note on his leg that says like it's "Shave your thigh." I think yeah, so. so he starts doing that. He that's how he he says how that's how he improved upon Sammy's method of taking notes. Like if a note is important enough. Like, write it down on your fucking body forever. And then that way, you're, yeah, that's how I guess he's conditioning himself in that fucking way, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a good theory. You know, once you're fully sure of something, fucking write it down. Right. That way it'll never go away. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a dig at tattoos. They're like, oh, you want it permanently? Yeah, here, write this fucking license plate on yourself. Fucking like, stupid idiot. Oh, you want that forever? Here you go. John G. raped and murdered your wife. Here you go. I know. Somebody did (laughs) that. Are you sure, bro? (laughs) This is a really dark tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are his, are the shitty ones, and then the other ones are really articulate, right? They're like a tattoo. So Mm -hmm. they do show the thing where he uses like a, a. uh, fucking what do you like call a bic. Yeah, a use big a big pen. pen ink with a fucking with like a needle. A, a needle and he just does his homemade tat and then you're like, Oh, okay, I can see the difference, right? He does but it. yeah, someone did that chess piece on him. It's like, whoa, dude. Yeah. I would have been like, Hey man, are you sure? What did he didn't he do it on himself because it's backwards? That one maybe. The one yeah, John G. The was one that, that one? was done professionally is the one that says find him and kill him, I think. Yeah. Was that G- one backwards? John the G. John, rape- G, John yeah. G yeah, murdered. Oh, that was probably him then. Yeah, so he yeah, probably and did that, that one to was himself. just mm. that one was written in like a like just regular kind of cuz the what you could tell the ones he does himself cuz they just look like he's just writing words and then the other ones have like I don't know, like an outline or fucking Borders shading. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Real professional stuff here, guys. Mm-hmm. And he says, we all need mirror to see who we are. And then he needs that mirror oh, to read that one straight. 100%. Spoilers. Right. Stop it right now. Spoilers. We just, we just broke this movie. Yeah. He spoiled the film. Ozzy just spoiled the film, guys. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That was in the last speech of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Nolan, Nolan, send me my award. <laughs> I solved it. I solved it. Took me 21 years, yeah. but I solved it. The smartest guy ever to watch a movie right here. <laughs> Yeah, and then at the end of that black and white scene, this is when he gets the first phone call. Ring, ring. And he's like, who's this? 
and then it ends. Which all those scenes are great. Like those are the scenes that seem like more noiry, right? Like black and white. Mm. He's narrating a lot during that time, and then, the angles are all fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. super close up or hella uh, elevated, yeah. Yeah. elevated shots. And yeah, those are the ones. And then they always kind of end like on a little bit of a cliffhanger or something. They kind of be, huh? <laughs> and I'm hanging off this cliff. They better come back because I'm kind of weak. <laughs> yeah, so then it goes to another scene and he's washing his hands. And he again sees the Remember Sammy Jenkins tattoo. Dude, Nolan predicted coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your fucking head. Oh be like God. Leonard. Remember Jimmy G? <laughs> he never washed his hands and he died of the corona. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so then from seeing that. That that doesn't wash off of his hands. He like, m- like moves his sleeve down and sees that he has another sleeve, another tattoo on his wrist that says the facts. facts. Yeah, and he's like, what? But then at, right at that fucking point, Teddy comes in and he's just like, "What the hell are you still doing here, bro? You need to get the fuck out of here. Here's some fucking clothes. <laughs> like you got a fucking dip, bro." And so fucking is that what is that what happens right there? <laughs> or did I fuck that up? No, that's when Tyler Durden comes out. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you want to buy some soap? Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, yeah, I messed that up. That's, that's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's People a tattoo. Like, no, that's a tattoo scene. Who gives him the clothes? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're gonna have to cut that part out too. No, a lot of cuts. No, a lot no. of cuts. Also, no. Let's listen to the flaw. warts and all, baby. Cut. Warts and all. <laughs> So that's when he sees that tattoo, and then after that, he he's at the re- he's at a restaurant, and he goes and he asks like a waiter or something like where where the discount in is or whatever, and he's just like, oh, it's really simple. Like you just gotta go down here, and he's like, hold on, I gotta write this down. He's like, no, it's really simple, and he's like, you gotta write it down, you son of a bitch. Yeah, like, yeah, because he d- he had just <laughs> washed his hands, and this waiter guy comes up to him, he's like, hey, you forgot this at your table, mm-hmm. which was uh, it, what did it say? Read this. From whoever, from Natalie. Right. And yeah. so then that's where, yeah, he's asking for directions and it takes you back to that scene, right? As he enters the diner. Yeah. So, yeah, well, he gets, so he he leaves the diner, he goes to the discount, and that's where you see the, the photo map for the first time. He opens up the package, he sees the driver's license, he sees Teddy's picture, but it's not Teddy, it's John Gamble. That's the first time he takes off his shirt and sees all his tattoos. Which is pretty cool, because, like, every time he takes off his shirt, he just has to read all this information. He's like, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drag. <laughs> Fucking drag, dude. But then he notices the fact stuff, and then so he has this license, uh, and then he starts noticing the facts that they all fucking match up. And he's like, oh, okay, like, I found you. And then when he goes to put his shirt on, that's when he sees that, John G. raped and murdered my wife. Because at first it said, he just wrote down, I found him or something. And then when he reads that on his shirt, that's when he says, like, kill him. That's when he writes, kill him on the fucking, on the picture. And then he's like, you're dead, you son of a bitch. Yeah, and that leads into the fucking... Diner scene. Yeah, into the, yeah, into the scene where, whatever. (laughs) After that, you get another black and white scene and where he's on the phone. He's like, you said you, the person on the phone saying that they had talked before. And then again, 
brings up Sammy and he's like, yeah, he used to fucking have notes, but yeah, the notes don't work. I have a routine. So it starts setting up his routine. You go back and then that's when you have the Natalie scene. Like he, he walks by her and she's like right here, fool. And sits him down. And she's like, you don't remember me, do you? And he's just like about to explain the condition again. She's like, ah, heard it, I've heard it already, bro. So, yeah, so you find out that she's the one that gives him the, the information. And then she's just like, are you fucking sure you want me to give you this? Because if I give you this, like, you know, I know you're going to fucking kill this guy. And he's just like, bitch, did I tell you what this dude did? Then you shouldn't fucking have to ask me, you dumb broad. You know, <laughs> Trinity, he did. <laughs> fucking Trinity. <laughs> yeah, you die in the <laughs> at the end of the yeah. Matrix, bitch. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, <laughs> spoilers for the Matrix guy. <laughs> um, uh, but then he has that cool like little line right there, where he says something like, "Just because, like, I have a bad memory doesn't mean that my actions don't have meanings <laughs> or something like that." It's just like, okay. Mm. Like this guy's fucking crazy. This guy should be locked <laughs> up. Yeah, they have a little fucking talk, and then she's like, "Oh, tell me about your wife again." And then he starts having like flashbacks about her, like fucking washing dishes or some bullshit. But those are the scenes that kind of reminded me of of Inception a little bit, because those are like the home scenes. Yeah, they're kind of shot the same way as. Cobb and Inception remembering like his kids mm, or something. Mm. Similar shots, like very brief. The window, window yeah, shots. they're like brief and bright. The laying shit. down shot where they're face go. to face. You're right. Yeah, and they're. I mean, in a way, they're like similar, some somewhat similar characters. They're both dudes that are like trying to get something. Both dead. Both dead wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one hates wives. He does have a dead wife thing, I feel, like in most of his movies. Dead women, just in general, I think. Mm-hmm. That's what, uh, that's what I gathered. Dude, th- he was 30 years old when this shit came out, dude. That's, he that's was not bad. 30 years old. That's fucking crazy. And he stole the idea from his little brother. He just, like, shoved him. Shut up. It's my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He <laughs> Not just, quite, but yeah. They were did. driving from Chicago to LA, right? And told him a story, and he was like, I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. And they threw him out of the car mm-hmm. in Nebraska. Hope they never find you. <laughs> <laughs> I will only be one, darling. <laughs> His name is Christopher. <laughs> he has an English accent, yeah. you dirty American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so the scene's coming to an end, and then. Natalie tells them that the the one thing that they have in common is that they're both survivors and shit. Right, because, yeah, he's just kind of like, well, why are you helping me? Said, well, we're both survivors. And then that's how he writes down on his Polaroid, like, oh, we both. What, what does it say? We both suffered or suffering something? Well, he's, yeah, I'm a, uh, it says she has also lost someone. Like, she will uh, help you out someone. of pity. That's what it was. That's what it was. And he is the one that lost that person. <laughs> and we go back to another black and white scene, and he—that's where he—they kind of—he mentions what his job is and how he got to know Sammy because he was an invest, like an insurance investigator. And so Sammy had the, had an accident or something, so they were, there was an insurance claim or some shit. 
Um, basically, Leonard was there to find out if he was if he was faking it or not, because it seemed a little far fetched to to guy. <laughs> you know, he's like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. You fucking reset every fucking two minutes. Bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Apparently, all of that dialogue in those black and white sequences with Sammy were all improvised. I feel like. So that's pretty cool. More than likely, most of Guy Pierce's dialogue, he like, kind of maybe like wrote it himself, right? No, for the Sammy Definitely ones. the black and white parts, yeah. Because, well, when we were watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, it kind of seemed like he, Christopher Nolan, wrote a very different character. And it changed when Guy Pierce got cast. And he added a lot of the emotional shit. And fucking Lenny has a lot of fucking like poetic fucking. Yeah, it says that here. It says many of Lenny's unique voiceovers were improvised by Guy Pierce. Like he he has like a lot of poetic fucking speeches that he gives. Well, one of the special features we saw that's what the uh, the sound editor was saying. She was just like, yeah, we just let him go, and then we just took his words and spliced them together and created our own sentences. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. That is fucking amazing. <laughs> That's Pierce. what we do for this podcast. Guy Pierce, um, uh, can you guys think of another, like, this is Guy Pierce's fucking, like, movie that we're like, this is his best movie or what he's most norm- known for. I have no can idea guys, what else he does. You can't, I mean, I mean he has starred in other movies for sure, but if you guys can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> L.A. Confidential? Yeah, L.A. Confidential. He's in the Count of Monte Cristo. I think that's the first thing I saw him in. That just reminds me of a sandwich. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in Prometheus, too. Ooh. What else has he been in? Let's see. Let's see what the fuck he's got. He's in Rules of Engagement. The Hurt Locker. Mm. He dies in right at the very beginning of that spoilers. <laughs> Domino, he came out of Domino. Came out of Domino? Mm-hmm. Iron Man three. Oh, all right, he was a bad guy in Iron Man three. Damn, this dude's a lot. He's just what a character actor. Is that it? The shows, TV series. He's also. He said that Kevin Spacey, I think, tried to grab his dick during. Oh, I believe it. I believe that 100%. That fucking diddler. What a sick guy that dude is. He came out. He got me tooed by fucking Spacey, bro. Can you blame Spacey? He was looking trim, okay? Fucking Leonard had some fucking muscles on him. He was skinny, but he was fucking... He was like, let me get a little pierce of that guy right so there. So apparently uh, <laughs> Nolan, Nolan nearly cast Aaron Eckhart. For this role Really And eventually Just said fuck it I'll go with Guy Pierce." But Brad Pitt Expressed interest In this fucking role Interesting But he had other shit going What was he doing in 2000 Brad Pitt mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay that's good Well he had then. just done Fight Club in 1999 mm-hmm. That He's like I'm Brad fucking Pitt Ocean's Eleven Probably was around that time hmm. Maybe 2001 Snatch yeah, Snatch was 99 too, right? Or 2000? He's like, I'm doing this really dope movie with Guy Ritchie. What else do we got around Yeah, that? Snatch, that was it, 2000. And the Mexican. Oh, hitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit tied up. Okay. When did he do Ocean's Eleven? 
2001. It's around that time. Damn, Pitt was on. That was his. He's been getting this. What do you prime. think? What do you think? Uh, Ethan Hawke could have done with Lenny. Ooh, that would have elevated this fucking movie you, for sure. Yeah. I think so. I still think it's kind of funny that he ca- they call him a reach hard and his name is Lenny. That, that has to be intentional. Right? It's got to be yeah. a, a Mice yeah. and Men reference. Hell yeah. If and they then, had named Teddy George, then oh, <laughs> it would have been it, dude. Fuck but yeah. then that would have that would have shown more that Teddy actually is real and is looking out for him. I right, think Teddy's real, right. dude. You really actually, don't... I don't know what I'm. Yeah, I don't know why I'm. I'm curious about <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about. Like how? I well, because again, I I like that that he's just in his fuck in a mental institution, just making all this shit up. The craziest theory in that book, The Making of Memento, is that his wife faked her own death for an insurance claim. Oh. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's a ridiculous theory. Where yeah, is, that's the, where well, is the basis of that well, look, come from? <laughs> okay, so so the whole thing there, he's he's telling the story about Sammy as his perspective as an insurance, I guess, moderator. Because investigator he, investigator because he also has to tell whoever the fuck hey yeah this is what i my conclusion says that he is either fucked up or not anyways and so one of the, the scene that i think stuck out the most with that is when the wife comes into his office without wanting to like really get into the uh his decision but kind of being like hey you as a person like what the fuck do you feel how do you feel about it because i'm trying to love this new version of this guy that I already loved, but he's not the same guy that I fell in love with, right? So it's, it's, like, really emotional. But in a sense of, like, okay, that's the rest of your life, girl. Like, fuck all that, right? So it's just kind of like, well, either I'm lying and I could face, I don't know, some sort of... I'm, I'm losing, right? Because she's got to take over all the bills. She's got to tend to him. She's got to fucking pay for all of his uh, needs. Why wouldn't she fucking dip? Why wouldn't she be like, you know what, fuck this guy, or commit suicide? She does commit suicide. I know, but I'm saying like that doesn't far fetch the thing that Oz said right now, where she was trying to do a fake claim and be like, yo, just shut the fuck up. No, but that was Leonard's wife that you're saying was doing the fake. A hundred percent. No, it's it's one in the same, my boy. No, but then if there was a a fake claim he was getting he was getting figured out and then also you find out that sammy was a real person and that lenny fucking fig- he fucking well he let discovered me... that he was faking it so I, I, pu- I pulled it up in the book here and this is this is what it says so this it. is the author of the book saying that um that leonard's wife faked her own death for insurance money if not why would she let lenny continue to hunt for her killer based on the confusing clip of Leonard in bed with his loved one with the I've done it tattoo on his chest. This person suggested that it was a flash forward to a time when they were reunited with the wife masterminding the whole scam, even manipulating her husband. I mm. guess in that sense it makes sense, but I always, I don't know. I guess it's... But again, even the author's like, that's the most outlandish, crazy one. Like, that's not it. Yeah, I mean, I always took that scene as that's just like him... Feeling fulfilled or accomplished at that moment, right? Well, yeah. Well, and this is the one, and I mean, I'm sorry to brush over that, but this is the one about the wife's suicide, mm. where um, the wife might have survived the initial assault and she may have committed suicide, something that Leonard obviously wouldn't remember, uh, unable to take her life without Lenny. 
some user on the internet suggested that the police and the doctors have planted the idea in Leonard's head that he killed her in an attempt to reveal the truth by telling him that he killed her by giving her too many shots. So I guess they're trying to confess, like, dude, you killed her, so she killed herself. Like, remember, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Again, that one also seems a little that doesn't far-fetched. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, because, no. I mean, in, in the movie at some point, too, it does show her open her eyes and look over as if she's alive. Yeah. So, well, at that point, he still she is still alive. He knows that because he only killed one of them. The other guy still has to rape his wife. Right. So she was still alive at that time when he does remember looking at her. Mm. I thought he walked in on the rape. Uh, she was in the shower. And well, homeboy was really curvy. He laid down a curtain. He didn't want to make a mess. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> cover well, I thought he was raping bit. her in the shower, and that's when the fight came, and she fell out and yeah, pulled the curtain with her. Yeah, because she was making noise and everything, too. Like, uh, he looked, he touches over at her side. It's cold. It's, she's been gone for a while. Like, hey, this has been going down for a minute. I, I think the, the tell on what he gets to remember is the loud sounds because it's until he hears a loud sound that he he's like, oh, wait, some shit's going down. And then uh, over and over, of course, when he goes and gets the whore to <laughs> to, to role play, to just make a loud sound and I'll um, yeah, I'll it, get to you. Well, that's what I said. It, like, so the loud sound distracts him so when he gets like distracted or kind of like jolted out of what he's doing is when he he resets mm. or he can't maybe not every time but he can maybe right mm. who knows hmm. <laughs> yeah we kind of we kind of went we it's fine though around. because honestly this movie is taking you all over the fucking place that's no true matter what that's true so this is the memento episode yeah we're gonna go back and forth <laughs> Well, and it's fun because it's cool to have, like, it gives you enough that it's fun to have these kind of conversations because, yeah, there's enough there that you feel pretty confident of what you already know. Not, It's not that open-ended that, like, ah, it's so ambiguous that you can really put I didn't think it. it was ambiguous at all up until... Now See, because you just watch movies, I consume them. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I live them. Well... Like I said, watching it this time, the only thing I thought maybe was that that um, a Teddy is lying to him at the end. That could be possible because Teddy's lying to him the whole fucking movie. So why wouldn't he be lying to him at the end about him being the one that killed his wife? Like, that's possible. Mm-hmm. That seems possible. And he definitely lies to him, even if it's just to make him feel better. Yeah. So Teddy's not that honest. The, the crazy part about it, too, is the timeline. Not the timeline and what they're doing, like what happens, what, the story that we get. But, like, how long has it been since that has happened, right? Since, like, his wife died. There's literally no tell on when that was. So I'm reading this thing here right now where it says around 55 minutes of the movie, the book that Leonard's wife is reading, which begins with, Two years have gone by since I finished my long story. Is Claudius the God by Robert Graves? It's kind of like the deep layer of telling you it's been two years. That checks out because, again, skipping to the end, when when he has the picture of him yeah. after killing him, uh, Teddy tells him that that picture was taken a year ago. Yeah. Mm. So that's it's been a year since he they tracked down and hunted John G and killed him. And also I'm sure he, there was a long time there for like physical therapy and him being in the fucking doctor. That could have been like, 
So again, really that long. that insinuates that he's been in that motel for at least a year. No, he's been in that motel for a few days. Few days yeah. Because this is this yeah, is, that's true. Never is, mind. Yeah, because they killed him. They didn't necessarily have to live at that motel when they is, killed him. Yeah, this is Teddy's. I retract. This is just Teddy's most recent plan to make yeah. money, and it all is happening in this area, and that's why he's in that hotel. Yeah. But the the movie itself, from the black and white scenes to the the complete story, it's like it's like two days. Right in two days, yeah. he in two right, in, less, yeah. in two days he kills two John G's. <laughs> Damn! In two days he goes. So he's he, killed he, seven hundred people in two days. <laughs> yeah. In two days he has full investigations that he solves and kills John G. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, considering how you, now you don't know. Like, has he done this? Like that fucking much like you just knock two out two days <laughs> right. you just go to the phone book and get it, the phone book year after year and just look at the john g's and mm-hmm. see how they get they smaller and smaller <laughs> yeah, this is a dangerous <laughs> name i think there's a terminator <laughs> greater los angeles is losing john g's by the fucking i think day. john g's might save the world we need to protect them they're being taken out <laughs> Protect the John G's. <laughs> the robots are coming. <laughs> this Skynet. Is, this is <laughs> so when they leave, I don't know if you guys paid attention to this, but when they leave the um, the motel where he's playing with them with the car, uh, did you guys notice the white Civic? There was like a 1980s Honda Civic there. Mm-mm. That is Christopher Nolan's actual white Civic. Oh. Parked up next to the thing. And I remember watching like, man, that's a clean ass Civic, bro. Like all original and shit. It was just really funny. He threw it in there next to the Jaguar next to the other person's car. Like, Christopher oh. Nolan has a Civic? That is That's crazy. awesome. He's just like, yo, you <laughs> well, see this that is, XKA? He hadn't done Fuck anything that. yet. True. He did a $6,000 movie. <laughs> True. <laughs> they probably lived in that thing at that point. That's yeah, probably. True. So they explain a little bit more about Sammy, and he says, like, you know, the crazy thing and the way he suspected him was because he could do a really complicated thing like giving his wife a, an insulin shot. The excuse was that as long as he remembered how to do it before the accident, then all those memories are still there. Yeah, as long as he stayed focused and didn't lose his attention, he could do something like that. But that's when um, uh, Leonard says that every time he showed up, that he just he caught a, a look of recognition in his face, which made him suspicious. Be, be suspicious. Because every time he showed up, he he said he he swore that fucking Sammy recognized him. So he was just like, uh-uh, we're going to run some mo tests. Now, this is the first time where he wakes up by literally saying, awake. <laughs> and he wakes up in Natalie's bed. Yeah, baby. He's had a little... They had, he at least probably finger-banged her. He was the oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> he came home with that murder boner every time mm-hmm. he killed a John G. Mm-hmm. Came with that arachnid, the yeah. Brazilian arachnid yeah, boner yeah. in four hours. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just learned about a crazy spider that could give you a boner for four hours. All right, there's a Viagra spider right there. <laughs> it's literally, it has a little blue triangle on its back. It's, <laughs> like, a, it's like a black widow. It's called a... It's a blue widow. <laughs> yeah, they're called Brazilian wanderers. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Buy one for yourself. 
And that's what we call our penises. It's our now. new business. <laughs> Go to our Patreon. You can buy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she wakes up, he wakes up and out of his bed and that's when he um uh, writes down on the on her on her picture like she will help you out of pity. You know, she's also lost someone. It's like, you know, morning after sex, getting dressed, I'm all hungry. this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like all asking him, like, are you going to remember me? And she like kisses with him and, and she's like, I think you will. And he's just like, no, bitch. <laughs> I don't care how good you think that blowy was. I'm not going to remember it. Just Plus he had his pants on, buckled. Okay, he buckled, so who knows. If but one, ball. Well, one of the tells that maybe they did fool around was she knew about the tattoo on his thigh. Mm. Damn. Because he said, uh, she said something about, the, I think the, the license, because she's like, oh, my friend's going to get that license plate today. And he's like, what license plate? And he's, she's like, it's tattooed on your thigh. He banged her and he was putting his clothes on and then he forgot. And then he was like, what am I doing? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, shit, I just got home. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> there it is. And then the whole time he's putting this shirt on. And then in the whole movie, he's been wearing this blue shirt, and he's putting on this white shirt. And, you know, he's like, it's looking a little trim on him, a little nice. And he's like, all right, I'm out, bitch. And then she's like, can I have my shirt back, <laughs> please? And he's like, oh. <laughs> Very funny. Which, which he's that means him and Trinity are essentially the same size. Because <laughs> her shirt fit him pretty, mm-hmm. pretty spot on. She doesn't seem very petite. Um, she seems like she's tall. Right. And that shirt had no room for tits, too. Looks like Trinity has some knockers on her. I don't know. She's not flat-chested. Mm, my boy did look pretty a little shirt. some pecs, too. He <laughs> <laughs> like B pecs. Okay, okay, okay. It checks out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so then at this point, you see um, uh, Sammy getting tested, right? He's like, all right, well, he thought that Sammy should be able to learn by conditioning. So they run these tests with the fucking great Thomas Lennon, fucking Deputy Dangles there himself in this movie, mm. makes an appearance. <laughs> and he's the one testing Sammy. They put like a bunch of metallic shapes on a table and he has to pick them up. That's probably why they did it, bro. He's like, you know what, motherfuckers? I was in Momentum, bro. Let's make an episode of this motherfucking mic. There's a little connection between this movie and The Dark Knight Returns because he plays a doctor in both of Ooh, them. Ooh, hey, well, it's <laughs> happens when you fuck with the homie you know what i mean he's in a in two christopher nolan movies for like a minute that's all he needs needs, in the dark night he's probably in it for like fucking 15 20 seconds (laughs) what do you get for that for like like three grand or some shit he got to be he got to be in a christopher nolan movie but you gotta be in the guild and there's a minimum like daily thing. I don't right? think it's a hundred grand. Well, I didn't say a hundred grand. I said three. I said three. He deserves it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm for the hundred grand. I'm okay. They'd probably that. be like, we'll fucking fly you down here, get you a room, and we'll give you like fucking a thousand bucks for the day or something. That'd be my guess. Well, again, the, <laughs> what's the it's union? You know, there's union rules. They just gotta follow them. Well, check this out. The film took a total of twenty five days to shoot, which isn't a whole lot. I mean, depending how spaced out they were, but twenty five days. It's not a lot. It's a fucking month. Yeah, a month. Yeah, so they're testing Sammy with these things, and some of the the shapes shock him. So basically... Yeah, shape shock. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, they 
Leonard thinks that eventually by like by instinct Sammy should know which ones to avoid which he doesn't which makes him more suspicious like oh he knows which ones they are or something is that what is that what is Fucking yeah, this dude's it. hella committed to his fucking craft. Mm-hmm. Prestige. <laughs> well, sacrifice <laughs> is the price of a good trip. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There, there a lot was, of self-sacrifice. Uh, there was like a famous mafia guy that, that that was his public persona was like some mentally challenged older person, but he was like the head of some family. Yeah, it's called Half Baked. It was Samson. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, then I remember there was a, a mafia guy named Sammy the Bull. And I was like, if this was the guy that did that, but it wasn't. I was like, fuck. Uh, like, Nolan sucks. Fuck. Bulls are retarded. <laughs> it's for Nolan's trash. It stole yeah. that from his brother, the real talent of the Nolan clan. So apparently fucking, uh, we were talking about uh, Homeboy's physique. He was 230 pounds. What? Before he was in this movie. Oh, I thought in this movie. Within a few months. If he looked like that at 230, I would have been like, like, that's a god. That's a god. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, fucking Trinity Banger. (laughs) Does it say how much he weighed after? No, it didn't, but it just says that. I was like, well, even if you got down to Uh, about 200. How tall is this man? Let's see. (laughs) Let's see what's up this fucking guy. I'm going to guess he's like five. 11. 5'11. I mean, but yeah, even no. going down to 235 Less? pounds. Less? I'd like a 5'10. Yeah, look, 5'10 and a quarter. Hey. Okay. <laughs> I'm off by an inch. Uh, Not even three, an four, inch. Three and a quarter. Of an inch. Don't forget yeah. that quarter. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give me the quarter, you you're asshole. Right, you're right. You're right. Don't forget the dime. Yeah. <laughs> like I use millimeters, so it's in double digits. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot if we say millimeters. <laughs> it's so many millimeters, girl. <laughs> for you. All these millimeters are for you. <laughs> I use millimeters because it makes you go, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yup. <laughs> yup. Write all this down, fellas. <laughs> Got the gold. These are good. <laughs> so then, after this, you get uh, Lenny just showing up at Natalie's and being like, "Who the fuck is Dodd? Like, what the fuck did I just do? I just beat the shit out of somebody. Fucking send them on their fucking way." And I'm um, uh, like, "What is going on? You know?" She, oh, she's just like, "Don't worry. Like, you just did me a favor. Like, don't trip." And then there's blood everywhere, lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that's when Jimmy's character, I don't know, she brings up Jimmy. And she lets, him, she lets him know that she had a boyfriend that is gone now. And then he says, well, what the hell? Like, like, like why why didn't you just call the cops and shit? And then she's just like, dude, the cops don't look like pe- for like people like Jimmy. So he's just gone, girl? He's just gone, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this is where, like, um, Lenny goes into one of his... Uh, Poetry. <laughs> he does that a couple of times. Like people are just talking to him, and he just starts going into monologue. <laughs> he just starts fucking a soliloquy, <laughs> shit, you know. Oh. And then he's just like, I don't even know how long she's been gone, and shit. Every time I wake up, I feel like she just got up to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and I'm like waiting for her to come back from the fucking bathroom, but 
She's never going to fucking come back to fucking bed. He didn't even know she was in the bathroom, bro. What do you mean? And he reached over and she was, you know where she was. Well, he goes to the fucking bathroom. He remembers mm. she's in the fucking bathroom. I don't bathroom. like this guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems post-coital. Oh, yeah. Like, she's, like, laying on him. He doesn't have a shirt on. Mm. He came inside her, so she's like, I got a shower. <laughs> this is gross. Sense. It's just dripping all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just laying there, and again, he's doing, like, another monologue, like, and he's just, like, he's, like, he says something cool, like, how how am I supposed to heal, like, if I can't feel time? (laughs) And it's like, dang, Lenny. That's the thing, yeah, time heals all, right? Exactly, but if time is nothing to him, he can never fucking heal. Well. (laughs) But he could also also kill at will. With no remorse, mm-hmm. and then not feel any mm-hmm. pity for fucking Fuck, killing. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's aware of that, he can control that. Mm-hmm. Back to our Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, imagine if you realize that, dude. I can do essentially whatever I want, even the most heinous act, and I I will kind of be rid of it because I'll forget about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. This fucking baby's been talking a lot of shit. <laughs> these Gone. Be- these beautiful babies. <laughs> that <laughs> mean, dude, that's like Electro's dream right Wait there. Wait a minute. What? He could just be like openly racist and not remember. What? <laughs> <laughs> openly you don't, you don't have to hide it anymore. I thought you were going to say like I could just pretend I didn't know a chick or something. No, well, I don't no, know man. you. No, just oh, you. I got a memory problem. Dude, <laughs> you could already be like that, but we're just so used to it. Like, yeah. dude, don't. Obviously, we yeah. can't fuck with it's him like, and, and be like, dude, racist. are you conditioning me? Yeah. Are you conditioning me? You're 15 racist. minutes ago, you don't, I, you don't I'm going to go look in the mirror right now. I'm going to take my shirt off. We need a mirror in the studio. <laughs> don't trust Oz. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe his lies. Yeah, so then by this point, <laughs> Memento. Lenny's just like, okay, like, I, at, he figured out that. Sammy's condition was psychological, not physical, so he was able to fuck him over with insurance that way. He was just like, his wife got stuck with the bills, and I got a big promotion. Mm -hmm. Which, right there, kind of hints to him being kind of immoral, right? And just being like, whatever, kind of, I did my job. This poor lady's going to get fucked over with this guy. And I'm fine. <laughs> well, again, and if he is Sammy, that's part could also be part of the justification. Oh, that's true. That's of him not. being a dick, like, dude, the person that fucked me over had no heart, whatever. So, mm. it's murdering everybody. Wow. JGs, you're all dead. Mm. That's right. We get another um, uh, wife murder flashback. Again, the awake thing, and he wakes up in the motel room. Kind of reminiscent of the first, like, just a random room or whatever. But this time he's in another random room. And then he just gets up and he's just like, ah. Like, oh, he checks he checks the nightstand. The drawer, yeah. Because he's doing the exact same thing. Like, oh, just the keys, the Bible. And he opens the nightstand. Gideon and Bible. Yeah. And there's a gun. And he's like, oh, shit. Mm-mm. And he so goes to normal. the closet and fucking Dodd is right there. And he's just like, huh. <laughs> so he goes <laughs> to his pictures. He sees Teddy's number, calls him. And he's just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, just come over, please. Kick it. Yeah. 
And then fucking right there, I was just like, he conveniently doesn't turn Pet Teddy's picture around a lot. Because he calls him for help a lot when in the back of that picture it says, don't believe his lies. Why are you calling a guy who's lying mm-hmm. to you? He just conveniently doesn't look at the back of the picture. Which also, I'm reading here that fucking number, 5550134, is the same as Marla Singer's number from Fight Club. That's right. Mm-hmm. Teddy's number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then Teddy shows up. So he's calling Edward Norton. <laughs> So then Teddy shows up and he's like just sitting there and he can hear Dodd like um, uh, like groaning in the closet. And he's like, let me guess, amorous neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets up and he shows them what's going on. And oh, before that, he's just like, you know, I've had more like rewarding rela- uh, relationships than this. And he's just like. At least they get to keep telling the same jokes <laughs> like over and over again. That would be dope, dude. <laughs> when you get a good one, you're like, fuck it. I'm gonna a year. <laughs> I get a whole year out of that before I get tired of it. <laughs> yeah. So then he shows Teddy that Dodd's in the fucking closet. And then he like he's like, well, like who did this to him? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, how do you get here? He's like, how'd you, how, how did he even... You get him into this closet. It's like, I don't know. Bro. <laughs> don't you remember? <laughs> don't you remember that? I can't remember. <laughs> I've been watching the film since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So then they straight up ask Dodd. He's like, who did this to you? And he looks at him like, huh? Like, you did. You fucking fool. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd be like, dude, now you're fucking with me psychologically. Like, yeah. you beat me up, but now you're fucking with my brain. That's fucked up. Yeah, they're man. like, what? And then he's just like, well, whatever. Let's fucking take him down to his car by gunpoint, and we'll just tell him to get out of town. And get out of town. And then Teddy's just like, like, what, like, you have a gun? And he's just like, yeah. I'm assuming it's his. Like, they probably don't let people with my condition have guns. <laughs> That's a nice gun, dude. And he's like, I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> And he tells him, like, let's steal his car to teach him a lesson. He's like, what's wrong with your car? <laughs> like, nothing. You want to trade? Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing about that is going to the end is that Teddy's just trying to get this money in the trunk. But he just, he doesn't try hard enough. I don't know. He likes fucking with Lanny or something. Or their boys. I don't know. And then that, and that. Because Teddy, again, and. This is from Joey Pants himself. And actually, right when you said that, I, I have this in front of me. Perfect. So, um, <laughs> so again, the big through line for te- is for Teddy to get the, the money out of the car. And he's like, well, why doesn't he just steal a fucking car? Mm-hmm. And he's, well, he's a cop. And he's like, it's because Teddy likes Leonard. Like, certain Teddy from the outset has been trying to trick Leonard into handing him over the keys to the Jag without drawing attention to his crime. So he's, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. he Does he ask him for the keys at some Several point? Several times. Well, right there, he's just like, meet me over here. And he's like, give me your key. I was like, oh, fine, give me your keys. And he's like, take your own goddamn car. Right, right. But yeah, like, 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 like right there, that would have been a perfect time to be like, dude, I didn't know we were going to do this. I don't have gas. Just give me your fucking car. If right. you want me to help you, I need your car. Right. <laughs> but he didn't do that. Because <laughs> he liked them, apparently. Yeah, yeah like... It's back and forth what he's telling him. It's like, hey, you're setting yourself up to keep doing the same, solving the same puzzle, essentially. Like, I'm pretty sure if they've been doing it for a while, you'd be pretty annoyed and you'd kind of want to make entertaining for yourself too, you know, if you're going to continue to do it. If that was the final one, it's like, hey, this is the big hole. I'm out of here after this 200K. 
That was probably it. He's like, okay, well, I'm done with this fucking relationship. I don't need to fucking deal with your ass anymore. Dude, sure. so it's 200K or a personal murderer? Mm. I think I'll take a hit. <laughs> I think I would rather have a hitman. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Hitman yeah. with a Jaguar? Why not? Yeah, and his name is Guy. As long as the people I want him to kill are John G. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a very specific hitman. <laughs> very specific. <laughs> And so that leads to the scene of him showing up to Natalie's door, like, who the fuck is Dodd? That's how we got there. Mm -hmm. And then we go to another black and white scene where um, uh, you see Sammy's wife trying to, like, cope with the new thing that he is now. She, like, gives him a note. Pad and she's like, you keep the fucking notepad in your fucking pocket. Here's a pen, like write notes, like just write shit down. And then you see her like lose her temper with him, and she was just like, like screaming at him because he didn't write down that like somebody called or something. And he's just like, ah, like what's happening? Why are you being mean to me? And she's just like super frustrated and just fucking like really angry with him. And she says that he st- she starts fucking telling, like, making him fi- hide food and then refusing to feed him so that he finds the fucking food or something. She's trying to fucking somehow m- break him out of this thing. So fucking she's doing cruel shit to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's also <laughs> like a test to him. It was just like, okay, if you're really, really this fucked up or are you playing the part for me to be just you know catering to you at all times you would know where this fucking food's at you you're not gonna let yourself starve you know your body's gonna tell you to do otherwise and all that type of shit but no not the case Mm -mm. nope nope and then after that he had one of the funnier scenes where he like wakes up where lenny wakes up holding a bottle and he's like i don't feel drunk and he's just like huh he just gets up he jumps in the shower you know nice Nice soothing shower. And mm. then some dude comes in and he's like, what the fuck? And then he fucking, they get in, he gets into a naked fight with fucking Dodd. It's Dodd. Mm. And he knocks him out. And then, yeah, that's, he sticks him in the closet. And you find out how he got to that point. And then he calls fucking Teddy and he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm over here. A lot of time is spent in the closet. What are you trying to tell us, Nolan? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> At least for Don. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> and then it goes to another scene again where he's just running. And he's just like, what am I doing? <laughs> right. And then he sees another guy and he's just like, oh, I'm chasing this guy. So he starts like running after him. And the guy like shoots at him. And he's, he's like, what? No, <laughs> he's chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs. He gets away from him. Um, uh, he has a note in his pocket where it says where this guy's um, uh, staying, and then you see how he uh, how he ends up in that motel. It was like, oh, I got the jump on you, you fucker. So he fucking goes to Dodd's apartment, uh, <laughs> to Dodd's um, uh, um, a motel, motel and accidentally knocks the poor bastard out because <laughs> he says he's in room six, six but the nine <laughs> like, yeah. falling over or something. So he fucking knocks some poor guy out. And he's like, oh, some cholo. <laughs> some, mm-hmm. some chomo. It did look like a very chomo uh, motel. Wow. Yeah, it did look very. It was a <laughs> motel for sure, not a hotel. Yeah, all of theirs, all of them are motels. It's fucking greasy, nasty seedy, places you've never wanted to stay. Seedy, real seedy. <laughs> Whores. And then you see him uh, 
burning items. The scene just starts, and he just finished burning some stuff. And then he gets up and leaves. And then you see Dodd fucking find him, chase him down. And then he shoots the window, and then that also plays a part in the movie because his window's been broken the whole fucking time. And right. it's like, oh, Roll that's how up. the fucking, that's right. how the window broke. Fucking Dodd shot that shit, bro. <laughs> and uh, so the items that he's burning are a, a comb and a book and like a little clock or whatever. And he starts remembering his, his, um, uh, his wife again and, Pinching her thigh and stuff. Mm, tasteful. Very tasteful stuff. And he has a memory of him giving her shit because she's reading the same book again or whatever. And she's just like, fuck off, buddy. I like it. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, they're burning the stuff. And he's just like, I've probably, like, how many times have I done this shit? Like, I've probably burned truckloads of your fucking shit before. And then again with his poetry, he's like, I can't remember to forget you. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's a poet, dude. He's, He's a stuff. poet. Then <laughs> <laughs> you head into another black and white scene where you kind of see the the file for the, the first time. And he says that like he had like friends in the police that gave him a file, but that there was pa- there's pages missing and shit. Why, is, why is this blacked out? Yeah, What's shit, going on Shit's here? blacked out. He has summaries of the whole thing. He has a summary of himself because he can't read the whole thing <laughs> all the way through. So he has to summarize portions of it. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And then that's where the person on the phone tells him he's a drug dealer. And that's when he puts down the fifth fact for his tattoo, which is what you see that he does have on his body, that John G's a drug dealer or something. And it's messed up because... This is already another John G. So these things are going to be tattooed on him forever. Now he's just going to be looking for fucking drug dealers to fucking kill. Crime stalker. Yeah. That's what he is. He's a fucking... Well, he decides. It's like, going to... It's also going to be... He consciously a, decides who the next John G is going to be. It's going to be a fucking dead end when he keeps looking for that fucking license plate. <laughs> and fucking homeboy's already dead. Yeah, that's the one that's going to throw him <laughs> off. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he literally gets to pick, and it doesn't matter if you're like, dude, I'm not John G. If he picked you in his head, he's gonna kill you. Right. That's true. Because it all everything. Plus, it have... was just California, right? That one license plate will pop. You go to another state, you know, you're gonna see another John G. with a fucking license plate. I mean, the coincidence of that happening is like, yeah, your odds are against uh, you. Yeah. Only yeah. John G.'s gonna have this license. Plate. <laughs> <laughs> For this to Flawed. work. <laughs> we caught on. Yeah, so then that, that this is the hooker scene where he he makes himself kind of relive the way that he lost his memory, which is super fucking messed up. That's when you start seeing, like, because this whole time you just feel bad for him and he's just trying to get his revenge. He's just trying to figure it out. But this is where you're seeing that he's kind of, he's kind of fucked up. He's... Hired a hooker to recreate the way that he woke up to find his wife being murdered and raped and shit. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Either yeah, either he's like 
he has this death fetish or he's, death fetish. he's just he's just trying to fucking you know remember trying to trigger himself to know another thing about the fucking incident or something well according to nolan that yeah that that it's showing that he's able to manipulate his own thoughts in his in his own way he found a way to manipulate his thoughts again it's just showing you like this dude's more in control than you realize yeah right? In his own way, again, he found a way to manipulate himself in order to live a, a, a life that he feels somewhat fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And he calls the 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 escort when they show him calling the escort in the previous scene where they show because then yeah, so he wakes up, he goes to the bathroom, and there's just like a fucking a hooker in there doing coke, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And he's just like, oh fuck, like yeah, you can go. But see, it's like right there. Why isn't he like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Like he knows what's happening. He knows what's happening. He's Mm -hmm. like, you can go now or I'd like you to leave now. And Yeah, exactly. Enough (laughs) time would have passed where he would have been like, what the fuck? (laughs) Give me a bump. What's going on? You're not going to share? What are all these tattoos? (laughs) (laughs) And then yeah, you, Nolan's not a very good filmmaker. So then they show him actually calling the escort, and the escort service is, is called Amazon Escort. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> I was watching I the movie. With my, that shit. I was watching my the movie with my brother last night, and he was just like, "It's not going to be too long before that's a thing. <laughs> You're going to be able to get a check on Amazon." <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's some sort of department. They got like 12 people working on it. How would we do this legally? <laughs> we don't have enough box. We don't have big enough boxes for them. <laughs> you have to put air holes or something. Yeah. So then, um, uh, after that, you see uh, another flashback where Sammy's wife goes back and to visit him, and she's just like, "Dude, I just need an answer." Like you, you said, like, like, do you think he can make new memories or not? And then, which again, super irresponsible of fucking Leonard to answer but then i guess all this is a figment of his imagination so this is just Mm -hmm. the way he rationalizes it Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah she's there we go you're getting it now (laughs) you're getting it well not in not in your theory where teddy's not fucking real and teddy's real (laughs) she fucking he tells her like yeah it's all in his head so she's like Gets like super happy and she's like, okay, that's like all I needed. And he's like, I thought I helped her. Like she needed an answer. I fucking gave her one. I thought I gave her a little fucking hope. But that ends up going in a very bad went way. went sideways on him. <laughs> then he was wrong. Yeah. That's what the narrator should have said. Then um, uh, you get like Teddy telling um, uh, Lenny not to trust Natalie. He's just like, look, dude, like just don't trust her. You just came out of her fucking house. Clearly, she's, like, manipulating you. She's going to use you for her own fucking agenda. Like, you just got to not trust her. And he's just like, well, because in the back of Teddy's picture, it says, don't believe his lies. So he just doesn't fucking believe anything he fucking tells him. And um, it's also foreshadowing into being like, they basically, he basically says, like, what, are you worried that she's manipulating me into killing you? <laughs> it's like, dude, that's exactly what's <laughs> fucking happening. That's what's going down. <laughs> and then he's just like, no, she doesn't know who I am. But like, oh, okay. 
And then it goes to another black and white scene. He's been on the phone for who knows how long now. And he has this tattoo. And he finally peels off the bandage. And it literally (laughs) says on the don't answer the phone. And he's like, who's this? Mm -hmm. And then they hang up on him. And then he's like, ah, fuck. And then it goes into the scene right after. Right away where he's just like saying, like, write it, write it down, write it down, write it down. And then Natalie like closes the door of her car and he gets like jolted out of it. And she told she tells him that Dodd beat the shit out of her. And he's just like, why? And he's just like, because you told me to go and confront him. And like, he just beat the shit out of me. And he's just like, you know what? Like, fucking don't trip. I got you. I'm going to go and get my cape from the closet. (laughs) I'm gonna go handle save you. I'm gonna go handle this for you. And he's just she's just like, All right, cool. Cool, dude. <laughs> she's like, I wanna be saved. <laughs> yeah. Goes into another black and white scene again where he tells Bert to hold all this calls. And then you see the beginning of that Natalie scene where the the scene starts with her getting home and she's just like hiding all the she's getting all the pens from the fucking room. Leonard's an idiot. If you see what's going on, like, why are you getting all the pens? Hey, mm-hmm. what's, what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. Stop it, Natalie. <laughs> so, yeah, she so calls his wife a fucking whore. This is a fucking brutal fucking scene where Trinity is just fucking calling his wife a whore, calling him an R-word. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> saying he's very R-worded, very TikToked, as they say in your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's somehow worse. (laughs) (laughs) Very TikTok. So worse. (laughs) And she's basically like, doesn't matter like what I say to you. I can say whatever the fuck I want to you and we're still going to be fucking friends because you're fucking, he's all like, you're incapable of fucking, of being scared and shit. She's like, I'm fucking scared. I'm about to get fucking murdered. Like, you don't even know what's fucking happening. Like, you can't even get scared, you fucking R word. You fucking TikTok. You fuck. <laughs> you TikTok. Like- is that so much worse, dude? <laughs> <laughs> How is sounds, that worse? I don't know. It just sounds so bad. And you'd be like, look at that TikTok over there. And be like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what well, the fuck? Well, it's just because people that use TikTok are R worded. That's all. <laughs> That's <laughs> their theory. Yeah. <laughs> And then so she does that and she's just and then he calls her wife a whore like one too many times and he just fucking decks her. <laughs> yeah, I mean what do you expect? Like, come on. Well that's what she was, she was trying that's what she it, was yeah. trying to do. She was trying to make him That was a subtle nod of Christopher Nolan saying there is a limit for every mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. levels. I'm not defending domestic violence, but look, yeah. Christopher yeah. Nolan, terrible human being. No, I think <laughs> defender on. of violence against women. Mm-hmm. What a weirdo! I think he's on to something. <laughs> <laughs> he's just telling truth, man. This whole that's movie. cancel I Nolan. I think he's on hashtag a- cancel, cancel Nolan. Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years later, <laughs> we got him. Yeah, yeah. We, we got, got Spacey. We'll get Nolan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you see him trying to look for the pen, which is where the other scene starts. And then she closes the car window. Comes in, tells him the whole fucking fake story. It's just like, Again, a, a smartphone would have changed this dude's oh, whole yeah. life. Yeah. A tape recorder, dude. There was tape recorder. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of that? What's up with... Yeah, what an idiot. They had small little handheld ones, too. Mm-hmm. For, 
I was, you know what, when that scene happened, I was waiting for that scene to come up because in the fucking trailer, they show that scene where Trinity's in the car. And, and she just, looks evil. Yeah, she just looks fucking, ugh. So I'm like, this evil bitch is going to do something. And she definitely did. Mm-hmm. Fucking man, the shit she was saying, bro. Uh, she she, she deserves the yeah. slug. <laughs> she deserves the slug. I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, wow, that's it. No he fuck. held back. Yeah, at, no head stomp. No at first, nothing. he just mushed her face. He like, she said something at first. He just like mushed her. Like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> that's fucking Patrice O'Neal. Too. You know that Patrice O'Neal joke, right? I think so. Like, I've never hit my girl, but I've smushed her face. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Violence there you is go. bad. Nolan <laughs> was a fucking Patrice fan. <laughs> <laughs> the talk Patrice was so good. They go back again to the first time he arrives at Natalie's where they're all buddies and stuff. And that's the first time when they fall asleep together, that's the first time you see the full flashback of what happened to his wife. He wakes up. She's getting something done to her. <laughs> There's a shower curtain involved. That's what I'm saying. And she was they, naked. She was asking for and it. And then he fucking, he, roll, <laughs> he rolls up in there like a fucking G with a gun and just fucking headshots the fucking oh, guy. Right Man. to the dome, <laughs> dude. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Right to the that's dome. One shot. About, this is a fucking down-ass fucking insurance investigator, hey, bro. bro. Home protection, baby. This is real. Please protect yourself. He, yeah, so he fucking one shot, headshot, bam. But then John G that was behind him and pushes his head into a mirror and it like cuts him and he falls down and he's basically face to face with his wife and he sees her like, you know, still alive. And that's the last thing he remembers. Blink. Some inception. One of the cool things that. Very cool scene. So So the blood coming out was actually Guy Pierce's idea. And um, because Christopher Nolan didn't want to do that because didn't want to make the movie too gory. And he's like, I don't know, the blood is kind of too much. And Guy Pierce is so like, that's his brain leave, leaving him. And he was like, oh, okay, I like that. We'll leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> or like, that's his memory. Like, that's it. Spilling out of him. That's all. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Though. That is pretty, yeah. Um, uh, that last one's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one. Uh, <laughs> And then at that point in the black and white scene, fucking Leonard's like freaked out. He's like listening to the other rooms with the uh, glasses and shit. And um, uh, somebody slips a note under the under the uh, door, and it's a picture of him that looks. Uh, and in black and white, you can't really tell what's happening. It's just a picture of him looking happy. All of his ta- he doesn't have a shirt on. All his tattoos are visible. And then. He finally answers the phone after that, and he's just like, "Like, I know you're a cop. Like, what's like, what happened? Like, did I do something wrong? It's like, I, like, like, if I did something wrong, like, like, why, why would you believe me? Or how could you believe me? Like, you can't trust somebody with my condition. So it goes from him, the scene before explaining how like people, how bad he feels that people don't trust him, to him being like, you can't trust me, okay? <laughs> like, if I did something wrong, like, I'm fucked up. So, like, fucking, yeah. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. When that picture is pointing at his heart as well, because that's a, the last spot for that tattoo. Yeah. When he kills the dude. Yeah, and that's actually explained right in that scene. Um, uh, Trinity takes his shirt off. And she tells him, like, why is that spot empty? And he's just like, I don't know. Like, I guess that's probably the spot. 
I'm going to save for when I actually do it. Which also doesn't explain, like, why, if that was his plan, why didn't they do that after he killed the first fucking John G? Like, that would be a way for him to remember, I did it. <laughs> well, and then there's also that pick the at the end, the little scene with his wife, and he's mm-hmm. already got that in it. Mm-hmm. So she's still alive, and he's already killed John G. Yeah, but again, I think that's more, uh, that's not a memory that's like a... Well, all of a sudden that one don't count. So Oz says it and it don't count. Yeah, there's there's a there's a moment <laughs> I think is in the color scenes or maybe in the black. And white. I don't know what. Why they got to be colored for though? Ah. <laughs> oh, the they're black and yeah. white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. we're always trying to divide stuff. Leave that to Nolan. <laughs> yeah, this fucking crazy bastard. Anyways, he's <laughs> he's describing how your memories are flawed. How you you yourself can distort your memories and place yourself in certain situations and i think this movie carries over like that because as the timeline keeps going it's not changing up but he's like remembering it a little bit there there might be changes and of course it, it continues and he's burning the memories okay right? when trinity's trying to rip this uh, polaroid he's like you need to burn those mm-hmm. you need to burn the memory that's how you get rid of them you know what i mean so he's kind of telling himself like whatever you've done you're not remembering because you're fucking your only method of, of like paying attention to yourself, I guess. Talking to yourself is through these Polaroids. So from the fucking get, he's telling you like at this point now he's saying he can't trust. He can't be trusted, meaning that he and his own memories are like flawed as fuck. He is not the person who you now, the viewer, have believed him to be. Right. You're just kind of like, oh, well, he's hurt. He's damaged. He needs help. When in reality, or in turn, he is just not there. He cho- he chooses to carry out his his life this way. Fuck yeah. Where you kind of think like, oh, this guy has no free will. But that is his free will. He's literally yeah, letting yeah. go of these things. Yeah. It's it's really trippy. Yeah. He cho- oh, yeah. yeah. Now, he's aware of his situation and, con- and more in control of it than he lets off. Yeah. And yeah. I guess, yeah, you find more and more of that as the movie goes on. And you get the beer scene where Trinity just makes him drink the spit beer, which is also Trinity's just a bitch in his horror. <laughs> but then you find out why she's being a bitch, and you find out in this scene because she he shows up in this car and in this clothes, and she's just like, "What the fuck? Like you just come in here like that, and you're fucking asking questions and shit." She's and like, I hate people dressed like that. That's how my boyfriend dresses. <laughs> Did you steal that clothes and, from him after you murdered him? And then she's just like, Why are you like, why are you here? And she's like, Oh, this coaster told me to come in. She looks at the coaster and she's just like she pieces it together and she's like, Okay, I'm gonna spit in your fucking beer and you're gonna drink it. And she already knows who he is too. She's like, Oh, you're the memory guy. She, Rain Man? She's aware of who the hell he is. So then you get your final Sammy scene where he explains how his wife went home and gave Sammy his final exam. And so she gave him the ultimate test where he she made him give her her the insulin shot. And then when his memory reset, she just kept making him do it over and over again, like thinking. And that's that scene is kind of like super heartbreaking. I mean, once you can, when you find out that it might maybe isn't real, it kind of takes away from it. But when you first watch it, like the sadness you see in her face when he's doing it again, where she was like expecting him not to 
do it again and when he actually gives her the shot for the second time like you see it in her eyes she's like oh fuck like he gonna kill me yeah or not only that like she's just like oh like yeah he's not faking it or, or yeah like it's just like oh shit like this is it and then right there makes the decision to fucking right. kill herself which there Great was an, there was an scene. error in that scene too where he, he's administering the insulin uh through the main main vein mainlining it uh you would do that in the back of your bicep or in the lower part of your hip you well know? there he gives her one shot in the arm yeah that's the mainline one what in the hip they wouldn't when do she's that. in her brown yeah. panties yeah one in the hip so whoever was in that. charge of that research fucked up hey, we caught hey, it here hey, baby hey, this is hollywood mhm mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, and then he also gives her one in the thigh, which also comes to play later. And then he was, so he was just like, yeah, I never said he was faking it. And then he realizes, like, oh, yeah, like, Sammy was just faking recognition. Like, once you have this condition, you realize that sometimes it's just easier to pretend like you know somebody instead of having to explain or feel embarrassed there's some kind of shame to it so um uh you just fake recognizing stuff pretty nice pretty nice stuff and then from there you get to the screeching jaguar where he just goes where he has the paper with the license plate in his hand and he goes into the tattoo shop and this is the scene i was talking about earlier where teddy's just like hey dude you need to get the fuck out of here yeah yeah. you need the clothes you need a dip and he tells them he tells them that there's a cop that's been fucking with him and stuff. He tells him he knows about the cop who's been fucking with him. And this is where I'm on this time where I was like, I don't know if maybe that was another cop. Because he just says like that he's a cop and he knows the cop that's fucking with him. Like that that could be true too. I don't know. That's where it kinda where you don't really know. And that's why um, when he goes, when he meets him in the lobby, makes me think like, oh, maybe it wasn't him, but he just went along with it, thinking that fucking he was the other cop or some shit. I I forget if it was explained, but I think when when he goes into the bar and meets Trinity, um, she knows about him through her boyfriend, right? A uh, meaning that they had met up with, um, Teddy, Teddy and him as a posed drug dealer or some sort of exchange was about mm-hmm. to happen so maybe that was the tell for the crooked cop shit you know what i mean so it, it's kind of weird uh, maybe maybe that's what happened or maybe he sent him as the fucking guy as a proxy for him or something who the fuck knows but i was i was thinking about that and i was like hmm wonder what the fuck happened there if, if he in fact was that cop or this was another cop right well i mean i always thought that he was the cop but I don't know. This is the first time where I was just like, oh, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe he was telling the truth. But you don't know what are Teddy's lies. Like, maybe that was a lie. Maybe it wasn't a lie. I don't know. Well, and that seems to what makes Leonard get pushed over to decide that that that's the next Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's like, dude, this Teddy, I, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but fuck that. He's my next target. No, that's I, I decided that, you know, that's him. And that's when he he writes him, "Don't trust this guy." Yeah. So from so from right there, which uh, so, qu- so quick little mention on that one for the um, Emma's tattoo parlor. That's Christopher Nolan nodding off to his wife, and her name's Emma. Oh, he's like, "Here you go." 
You get to tattoo this crazy CD fuck. tattoo. You got yeah. a CD whore. Greasy. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just uh, <laughs> Sorry, bro. So... Yeah, so he doesn't believe Teddy. He throws the clothes away. He jumps out through the window in the back, dips. You go into your last black and white scene where he's talking to the cop on the phone, and he's just like, oh, you're in the lobby? Like, okay, I'll meet you there. And then, yeah, it's it's Teddy, and he's like, Officer Gamble? And he's just like, yes. And so that's where, the, that's where I start to be like, hmm, not sure. And then that's where you see him take the picture of Teddy and he's just like going to write like Gamble or John Gamble. And he's like, no, 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 like write down Teddy and stuff. He's just like, all right, well, here's the location you got to go to. And then he's like, oh, you're not coming. He's like, ah, nah, it wouldn't be appropriate. Like you do it. And he tells him like, hey, make them beg and stuff. And it's like, okay. And then you see that he's driving the truck that shows up to the warehouse from the beginning of the movie and that. Those tracks were a few days old. <laughs> okay. He goes, right. And they were his tracks. Ah! <laughs> you did them, you idiot. Yeah. So he's waiting in the warehouse, and then Jimmy shows up in the Jaguar wearing the suit that fucking Lenny's wearing the whole goddamn movie. He shows up. Jimmy walks in, and he's just like, hey, like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, you remember me? And he's just like, yeah, you're the memory guy, right? And so he thinks that he remembers that he's the the husband of the wife that he fucking raped and murdered. So he fucking tire irons him right in the mm. fucking head. Bing. And the guy's just like, you fucking retard. <laughs> like, God damn it. You just fucking hit me in the fucking head. And then he's just like, dude, all right, so I'm going to kill you. Beg for my wife's forgiveness before I kill you. And he's just like, what? Like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, There's 200 grand in the car, bro. Just fucking take it. And he's just like, dude, I don't want your money. And he's just like, what the hell do you want, bro? <laughs> like, what are you doing? What is this for? Yeah, what the hell is this about? <laughs> and he's just like, I want my fucking life back. And he's just looking at him like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna try to get wrestle with him, but. I don't know. Apparently, Guy Pierce is really fucking strong, and he just fucking strangles him. He's killed before. He leaned out, too, so he's good. He's, he's all power. He strangles him, and then he takes the Polaroid. And when the Polaroid's taken is when the movie goes for, from black and white to color. It's like, because it's been jumping back and forth from the black and white that's going straight and the mm -hmm. color that's going backwards. So, like, this is the moment where they fucking finally... Catch up. They catch up, and now it's like, this is the deal, bro. And so he kills him, and I guess he, like, forgets what happens, or or I don't know. But he's just like, wait a minute. Like, I got, I got fucked over. Like, I didn't kill the right guy. Someone's using me. And he looks outside, and he sees Teddy, and he's just like, and this is the first time you see him um, faking that, that he can't remember because he just goes down and he's like hey mister like something went wrong in here like i need your help and then teddy runs in there and he fucking cracks teddy and he's just like lenny god <laughs> damn it and he's like oh so you did fucking know who i was huh and then so yeah that's like yeah so you see him he knows of his condition and he knows that he could fucking fake it and use mm -hmm. it to his fucking advantage yep and he's like, you were using me and shit. And then Teddy's just like, well, I was just trying to make a little money on the side. And he's just like, well, like, fuck you or whatever. And he's like, I was going to give you half. Like, chill, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Sammy comes up. Oh, well, oh, when Jimmy's dying, the last thing he says is Sammy right before he dies. So, oh, that's what makes him freak out. He's like, how did this guy know about fucking Sammy? Right. And then basically Teddy tells him, bro, like Sammy was a fucking con man. You caught him like he was faking it. And he's like, no, like his wife thought he was faking. He was just like, bro, fucking Sammy didn't have a wife. Like you had the fucking wife and she was your wife was diabetic. And then so he starts kind of he does start having memories of it, right? Right, right, like flashbacks. He starts kind of remembering, like, oh, shit, wait a minute. Yeah, my wife was alive. I was Sammy. I was the one giving her the fucking insulin shots. Right. Implying that, yeah, the whole Sammy story was him the whole time. His wife killed herself by making him give her a bunch of shots of insulin. He's just like, oh, damn, dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucked. And then basically Teddy's just like, dude, I gave you that fucking that file and you kept taking pages out and scratching things out. Like you gave yourself a puzzle that you couldn't fucking solve. Like we actually killed John G a year ago. I took that picture when you did it, but you just didn't fucking remember. And so basically they've just been killing fucking John G's ever since. Or I don't know it. I mean, it doesn't specify, but I guess you could assume that maybe they've killed a couple John G's. Mm-hmm. At, at minimum, three John G's are dead mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of this movie. And maybe two of them had, were nothing to do with anything. <laughs> exactly. Just happened to be called John G. It's just people got, um, uh, they fucked up trying to fuck with this guy. <laughs> and he, so yeah, at that point, he's just like, it all gets revealed to him, and he's just like, shit. And he goes back to his truck, and he's just like, can I just, like, let myself forget everything this dude just told me? Like, I don't need to live like this, like, knowing this. This is too much of a burden for me, so I'm just going to fucking, I'm just going to do this, you know? And Teddy tells him, like, that he fakes, like, his happiness or that he fakes something, and he's just like, well, in this case, I am going to fucking fake it, like, you think I just need John G's to find? He's just like, all right, like you're a John G. Like you could just be my John You'll be G. My John G. And then he gives himself a clue by he sees Teddy's fucking license plate, and he's just like, okay, this will be the the last fact. Fact six. Mm-hmm. His license plate number. He already knows his name's John G. He writes down in the back of the picture, "Don't believe his lies," so that he's suspicious of him from then on. Yeah, he just. Fucking takes the jag. He doesn't even realize that the money's in the back. Throws the murder weapon back there. And it's just fucking mind-blowing. He he has another fucking little poetry fucking reading on his way to the tattoo shop. And then he resets again. And he's like, now where was I? And he's going to go get the fucking tattoo. Brilliant. I don't know, man. If you describe this movie as somebody like, what's Memento about? It's just about a serial killer that doesn't know he's a serial killer. <laughs> You'd be like, what? That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he is, like, he has no idea. He has no idea how many, and we have no idea how many people he's killed or what he's fucking done. And I don't know. And just thinking about what, because the movie ends with him, or the movie ends but begins with him killing Teddy. Mm. I want to know, like, what happens right after that? 
He just killed Teddy. Now what is he going to do? His mind's going to reset soon. <laughs> What's he going to do? Is he going to go back to the discount? And is he going to keep looking for another John G? What's What's he going to fucking do? Right, yeah. He's going to kill his buddy. Yeah, his, his boy's dead. <laughs> he has all these tattoos on him that are telling him to solve a fucking mystery. <laughs> and fucking... And he's fucked now. I don't know. It's a genius fucking movie. What did, so what did you guys think about it? As in, like, I w- I've told you guys before that I thought this might be, like, the best movie ever. So when I say that and you watch this movie, what, what, do, what do you I think? I think you fucking lost it, bro. Like, <laughs> you're fucking crazy. Like, really? We're listening to you? No, but um, <laughs> the movie's good. Uh, best ever? Mm, crazy. Just like this fucking guy. Have you, but, it's um, not even the best Nolan movie. How about that? Uh, I would, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm there with you, Oz. But um, I like the movie for sure. It's definitely um, it's super unique. There's not sure. a movie. There's not another movie like this. No, no. I actually saw this thing. Let me see. Oh, right here. Memento is uh, considered culturally, historically, aesthetically significant by the U.S. Library of of Congress and was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry in 2017. That's, oh, there you have that's it. not a very unique one. There's a lot of cheesy movies. You don't know that? I know that for fucking sure. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Nope. That, that You've never looked it up? Congress's National Film Registry is does not constitute the representative. It was rep- also rep- the first non-documentary film that was uh, preserved. There burn, you go, bitch. It. There you go, burn bitch. <laughs> yeah, but that... Congress. See, uh, you were just generalizing. You were just generalizing. You thought that the Flintstones movie was probably in so, there too. So, every, so you're saying all the movies in there are good? No, but apparently, <laughs> the, apparently, apparently most of them are documentaries. So, no, that was, that was the first non documentary you said? Mm-hmm. Damn, that is actually, I'll give it that. I'm curious as to, that was all documentaries before, two, before two, the 2000s, did, yeah. Well, you said it was in 2017. Right. For that one, but for the year 2000, that was the first one that was preserved for that registry. So they preserved other films, but, but that, that was weren't the first. documentaries. Correct. Oh, this, well, one, this one so, wasn't the thing. That's a, okay. But anyway, still it, a little confused as to what that was. It was the <laughs> first non-doc to be preserved in the 2000s. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a cheap ass way to give yourself a little pat on the back. Shut up. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm the first Mexican from Salinas to have a so podcast. We, so Jeez. we haven't. <laughs> so not not considering any of the other Nolan movies because we still have to watch them, even though you've already seen several of them. Mm-hmm. But the only two we have watched right now for this series are The Prestige and Memento. Out of The Prestige and Memento, which one do you think is best? I prefer The Prestige. It was a little I bit see. more enjoyable, for sure. It's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah, probably The Prestige. I think I would go with The Prestige. Yeah. Maybe I did, too. I remember... And that's definitely not to say that this was a bad no, movie. No, it's Memento's not a bad movie. Awesome. This is a great movie. movie. Yeah. It's and, a great movie. And a little thing that I mentioned before we record and to rip off another movie podcast, like the whole rewatchability thing. Mm, we're not ripping anything, if, bro. Um, but if it oh, was... Oh, they invented rewatching? Things? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I got suing you, motherfuckers! Fuck. Fuck you, Bill Simmons. I'll say it over and over again on this podcast if I have to. But again, if, if we were going to say, all right, we, we got one movie to watch before the end of the night or whatever, it's The Prestige or Memento, I would probably say The Prestige. Prestige, hell yeah. yeah. If I wanted to show somebody a movie to show them that fucking Christopher Nolan was a bad motherfucker, though, I think I would show him. Well, yeah, I you want to keep Memento. moving the goalposts, yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and again, yeah, not a bad movie. The thing with these... with 
Nolan too, is that we have seen most of his movies, and some of those movies are on some other level shit. Artistically, of course, he got creative with this one, early 2000s, maybe way ahead of everyone else. But at the same time, it's like, you know what, this dude's raised the bar as years have come. And of course, I didn't watch this movie till this year. This is 20 years later, you know what I mean? So it's, um, I'm sure a lot of people haven't either, you know, so it's kind yeah. of... It, in, interesting, difficult in in the same way where I know you respect it on on a different level too. But um, ultimately his fucking body of work is on top tier shit. So this yeah. is gonna be a hard one. This is gonna be tough. I don't know. I'm still gonna hold out for Memento, but we'll figure this out. We're gonna figure this out. Trip out. I saw this thing right here where um apparently they released a special or limited edition mm-hmm. standard region two that allows you to watch the movie in exact chronological order. Absolutely, I've done that. That's awesome. You yeah, have this? I had the DVD. Yeah, it's a disc two thing, and you have to solve a puzzle or some shit. Yeah. So the menus for them is super fucking difficult to play the movies on these things because the menus were like a psychological evaluation um uh, so when sick of all these tests so in the second in the second yeah the bonus disc if you took one of the psychological tests and you answered the the questions in a certain way it would play the movie in chronological order and it would disable yeah it would disable the chapter skip reverse Mm -hmm. forward all that it would play black and white and colored or it would play all the black and white part first and then it would play all the the scenes as they as they go chronologically kind of sounds like the uh, director's cut of donnie darko no, it's we'll not, simplify it for you. It's not complicated. Maroons. It's not complicated to fucking play Donnie Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I did this. We tried that with my, and my buddy's Ed's house. We were getting like fucked up, and like Gabe was there, a bunch of us, and I had it, and I was just like, I had read about it, but I, I mean, I guess the internet wasn't as advanced back then that we had the answers, and we were like. We tried for like uh, the longest, maybe an Granted, hour. Granted, this is not the smartest bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, no, like not a lot of brain power combined. Yeah. No, no. Well, the questions were really weird. Like, if your head was on fire, or like it wasn't like standard questions. They were like really. You don't dumb. know that answer? I, right when you said that, I, was were, like, I already know. They See? were like, they were like, <laughs> they were like dark questions, like really dark questions. Like if you're in a room with like six people, like are you suspicious or so, like I don't know? It was like really weird. Did it have anything to do with the movie? I don't remember, dude. This is so long. Ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I do remember it took us a really long time because you had to pick certain answers because there was like a multiple. Multiple choice sort of yeah. Plus, I'm sure you guys are like deep into King Cobras and shit. You oh, they got this. They got the thirty pack. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were kids, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, that'll wrap up the uh, this episode. So again, we're gonna do seven next week. Huh? Is it I'm seven? Down. Seven huh? next week. Let's go. And then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start fucking penny. Then we're gonna do our. Uh, our episode where we rate Nolan's movies, our episode where we rate Fincher's movies, and then we're going to... I was thinking we pick, like, their top fours eat what we consider to be their top fours. That's fine. Or their top threes. Let's do and four. then we'll fucking... In the, for our final episode, we'll kind of... Battle them. Battle them. Face off. Everybody knows Nolan's best movie, Doodlebug. Yep. I was Look, about to say the fucking three minute short thing. Look it up, Doodlebug. I don't know. I just it just it was just in his filmography before following. So I was like, all right, I'm saying that. Look it up. So guys. all the ner- nerdos would be like, yeah. yeah you 
mentioned it. Look it up, guys. Doodle book. Let's end it there. It's three minutes? Yeah, it's three minutes long. Three minutes. Yeah. Take the time. Doodle bug. All right. End the episode. Goodbye, people. <laughs>